listening to the Salt and Light podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thank you for joining. They drew near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples and he said to them, Go into the village tied by the door. He said to him, go into the village opposite you. And as soon as you have entered it, you'll find a cold tied in which no one has sat. Lose it and bring it. I want you to listen to this. He's, proph- he's fulfilling a prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9 as he sends them to bring this cold. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. Now, I don't, I don't know if you can get this. The God of the universe that has everything under control <laughs> has need of this. I, I, I pray that today you open your heart to see how he wants to use your life and how he wants to enter into those places through you, through his church. He says that Lord has need of this and immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied up by the door, the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there, verse 5, said to them, what are you doing losing the colt? What are you doing with this? This does not belong to you. And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded, so they let them go. And I'm going to stop right there. Jesus sends his disciples in two. Okay, he sends two of his disciples. He will always send his disciples in twos. Come on, say, say with me, I'm not alone. And I want you to get this. Many times we feel alone because we go into places that God commanded us to walk in community. We walk in them alone. I need you to get this in your spirit, please. You don't have to go through that problem alone. And I'm here to tell you something. In order for you to grow in relationship in any way, you have to be intentional. God never separates himself from us. He stays in the same place. Many times we walk away. Oh, somebody smile, please. See, let me just put it to you this way. When you wanted to date your wife, you would be intentional on your relationship. You'll be intentional on your date nights. Come on. You would be intentional taking her out to eat and doing something to spend time with him. When you were growing up, you would be intentional to go out with your friends on the weekends. Say with me, Intentional. See, you have to be intentional if you want to grow in relationship. And I want you to get this as we're growing. Because many times we say, well, pastor, nobody talks to me in church. And I say this very simply, invite them out to eat. But nobody invites me. I, I, I said, invite them. Be intentional. I, I think that relationships, many times, you know, we think, God, please send these things. And Jesus is so strategic and so specific that he says, I'm going to send you guys in twos and everything you do. So I'm telling you, he's already put that command in front of you, live it out. Do not separate when God is calling you (laughs) to unite. And when you do this and and you walk, and I need you to get this, Jesus is fulfilling a prophecy in Zechariah to go and get this cold. Uh, Now, he could have gotten anything that he wanted. He didn't even have to send them, but I just love that God loves to use his people. And I want you to see the characters in this story. Many of us have heard, you know, of this cult. How many of you guys have heard of him? He's part of this story, very famous in this story. We've heard of, you know, the disciples that go and get him. But have you heard about the owners? Can you imagine? 
I'll put it to you this way. Today, you get this brand new Tesla. You have it in front of you. Come on. It is electrical, so it does not, you know, it does not affect the environment. And you have it in front of you, and you make sure you're showing it off. That's what the cult was during that time. It was a mode of transportation, especially if it was new. Come on, you haven't even let your wife get on the car. You know, I don't know how you are, but, you know, my, my parents were very special. My dad was very special with, it, um, with, his, with his cars. I mean, he had a sports car that literally we had to take off our shoes before we got in the car. Don't look at me like you've never done stuff like that. You know, I want you to, I, they have it, and as they come in, I want you to get this. God will take you to places to get things that he wants to use in your life, and he's opening doors, and if you don't step into the cult, Jesus will never walk in. And we say, God, when are you going to open this door? And he already told you you have to go ask for that job. Because he who seeks will find. He who knocks, the door will be opened. And, and I believe many times we're in a place in which we don't see Jesus come in. Somebody say with me, Hosanna. See, it's already done. We're calling him to save. It's already finished. He's, he's fulfilling a prophecy as he's walking into prophecy. There's things in your life he already promised to be with you and never leave you. So why are you afraid as you're walking? There's things that he already promised for healing in his word. And he said, I'll be adding years of life into you. I'll restore. There's things that he already did. And the reason we never walk on this is because we don't surrender. We don't put our clothes. We don't put our branches. We don't worship. Now in Revelation chapter 21 verse 6, the word of God states it this way. And he said to me, it is done. I want you to see where he works from. It is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who? I didn't hear you. Who? I am the beginning and I am the end. It's, it is done. What, I, what God has promised for your life in Jesus, it is finished. His promise, it is done. Now, my mind needs to be renewed. My thirst, my desire needs to be renewed. But if I get thirsty for the right thing, how many of you like Coke products? Raise your hand. Come on, it's okay. You can repent later. How many of you like, how many of you like to eat? Like, I'm talking about the real Coke, not Coke Zero, not Diet Coke. I mean, I like to eat, like, real Coke with, like, some good tacos. And there's nothing like eating Coke with menudo. You know what I'm saying? It's just something. Why are my real people in the house? I know you repent, like, five times. You got to run, like, five miles after that. Now, how many of you have ever gone to work out? You know, you do, you know, two miles running or walking or you do all your workout. And then you get out of there and you're like, oh, man, I, I'm... I'm thirsty for Coke. Why are my crazy people in the house? What happens when, see, you, you have a desire for certain things when you are eating certain things. But when you put your body under discipline, <laughs> when you go and work out and you no longer live in the flesh, but you start living in the spirit, you get, you get thirsty. What happens after a workout? What do you want to drink? 
I didn't hear you. What do you want to drink after, after a workout like, that you really are like, you know, man, like this really, man, I lost one pound today. <laughs> what do you want to drink after the workout? I need you to get this. He says, it is done. I will give out the fountain of water to those that are thirsty for me. The problem is you're thirsty for your wife. So you can fix the problem. You're thirsty for your kids so you no longer have that worry. Come on, I'm preaching now. You're thirsty for your finances because you like that menudo. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if you get thirsty for God, he is the fountain of water. It is done. It's already finished. But I got to take myself to die so that he can live. And when you start living in this place, church, some of us say, well, pastor, I come, it hasn't changed. I keep on saying, somebody say with me, Hosanna. I keep on crying, Jesus, come in. Lord, help me. But nothing's changing. And can I tell you, if your thirst doesn't change, nothing will change. Doctor, please tell me we're going to get out tomorrow. Please tell me. How many of you have ever been in the hospital and you're like, Please help me get out yesterday. Feels like an eternity. Especially when you're seeing your son, you're seeing a family member. Especially when you say, God, I'm praying and I'm believing. You start questioning everything about yourself and you start even questioning God. Where are my real people? What I love about our God is that he's not afraid of our questions. And I, I, what I love about our God is that the Bible says that cry out to me, get thirsty for me, and I will show you great and mighty things. But there's only in those places of pain that you cry out. I, I've learned something, church, and I want to pass it to you this way. I stopped running away from my problems. In fact, anytime there's a problem, anytime there's a crisis, I've learned I have to run towards it. Because the problem can either come against me or I can come against the problem in the name of Jesus. I'll help you take that today. When problems come into our life, it's very easy for us to run away and even hide in prayer. Instead of proclaiming, somebody say with me, it is finished. <laughs> and knowing that what I'm going through will take me to him. We want what we're going through to take us to victory and we forget that he is the victory. And unless we understand that he already paid the price and that you're not walking alone and that you need to build community and be intentional, unless we understand that I have a responsibility, uh, that a lot of things that happen in my life is not the devil, but the bad choices I've made. That what I tolerated for years has not grown. And when I repent, from my sin, and I'm able to fight in the spirit, even what the enemy tries to send against me, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Somebody shout with me and say, Hosanna. When I invite him, I get thirsty for him, not for the things of this world. And I start walking the way he walked, in a cold, in peace. The people of Israel were waiting for a king. They had just seen Lazarus being resurrected. Can you imagine? Jesus healing people, 
resurrecting people. He's the king. Have you ever expected Jesus in a way in your life <laughs> that is not what he has for you? He should be coming in with a horse, bringing in, establishing his kingdom. And he says, but my kingdom is not of this world. And I need you today to understand that in that problem that you're facing, you need to be still and know that he is God and that you're not. That he comes in to be still. It's not that you don't do anything. To be still is that you make room for his peace. Story keeps going in Mark chapter 11, verse 7. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it. And he sat on it. <laughs> Maybe Jesus is not sitting in a place because I haven't put my clothes on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Oh, God, give us ears to hear, open our eyes. I want you to stay with me here on verse 8 for a little bit. Many of us have heard of the branches. How many of you have heard of the branches? It's Palm Sunday. How many of you have heard of the clothes? They lay down their clothes first. <laughs> then those who went before, those who followed uh, verse 9, cried out saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. He's fulfilling all prophecy. He is the word. He is prophecy bringing what's to come into <laughs> what is on heaven as it is on heaven bring it to earth and he's fulfilling every prophecy and he's calling us out to a new kingdom and as he walks in they lay down their clothes if you ever studied the history of the israelites and their clothing they were very specific on what they would wear they had specific clothing and they didn't have banana republic like we do they didn't have H&M like we do I don't know what's your favorite store Dillard's La Walmart I don't know which one is your favorite <laughs> when they had clothing it meant something how many of you in here have clothing that means something <laughs> I have this jacket from my grandpa. It means something. I have this watch from my grandpa. It means something. My son was wearing my dad's boots this past weekend. It means something. Clothing was passed down as a symbol of authority. In fact, let me give you a quick example. Elijah and Elijah... The clothing, the mantle, will represent unction. <laughs> the unction, the anointing that was in the prophet was being passed down. It, in, in, in the Israelite culture, it, it went as far as giving them status. 
It allowed them to go into certain places. It allowed them to sit with certain people. It was not just a form of identity. It was their identity. And as they are seeing Jesus come in, they take off and they surrender who they are so that he can come in. How many of you want Jesus to come in in your life? To come in in your marriage, to come in with your kids, to come in in your finances, to come in in your heart and your spirit in that turmoil that doesn't let you sleep. If you want Jesus to come in, you got to lay down your life. you got to lay down those things that you know that you're running to. Many times we think, God, when is this going to end? And God is waiting for you to surrender so he can step in. You keep on fighting on your own strength. You keep on doing things the way you want to. You know what the word of God says, but I'll listen to God in everything except on this. And God is not looking for people that put God in halves, that give God half their heart. God is looking for people when he comes in. He's not looking for people that tolerate Jesus and say, I believe that Jesus can help me. He's looking for people that are willing to say, Jesus is the Lord of my life. God has called us and he's calling you to a place. I want you to get this. Jesus wants to be celebrated. And for him to be celebrated, you need to stop celebrating yourself. He's not looking for people. He doesn't want to walk into a place where he's tolerated. I believe today many of us tolerate Jesus. We cry Hosanna when we're in need. Jesus, come in. Come into this place. But don't speak into my sexuality. Jesus, come in. I tolerate you, but don't speak into my finances. Jesus, I tolerate you. Come in. I believe in you, and, and I know I have, I have my salt and light sticker in the car. Uh, but don't let me get down from the car to help that person. <laughs> Jesus wants to be celebrated, not just tolerated. The doctor looks at me, looks at my wife and says, listen, this case is so rare. I don't even know what to tell you. And I said, you don't have to tell me anything. He already told me something. <laughs> Somebody said with me, it is finished. <laughs> he promised to never leave me or forsake me. Now look at me, please. He didn't promise that he has to do what I tell him to do or what I ask him to do. He's not a genie in a bottle. You want me to sing the song or you know it? He, he, he's not, I need you to get, he is not here to serve me. I'm here to serve him. And until I surrender my mantle, my clothing, he'll not step in. And in areas of our life in which we're lacking God to show up, and we say, God, I know it's Palm Sunday and we want to celebrate Jesus as king. He knows, he knows that you're going to crucify him a week from today. He still walks in. We celebrate him. After they throw their clothing, they cut branches. I need you to get this. This is Israel, a desert. Have you ever grown anything in El Paso? Anything fruitful in El Paso? How hard is it to give 
what's given fruit that you worked for so long. They're celebrating. You would see the Israelites will get together three times during the year in Jerusalem. But they would only cut the branches for the king. They're cutting. They're sacrificing. They're offering not just themselves, but their goods. It's easy for me to tell you I love you until you tell me you need groceries. It's easy for me to say I love the church until offering time comes. It's easy for me to tell my wife I love you until she says we need this in the house. But God so loved the world that he gave. And love is shown in what you give. Jesus steps in. Somebody say with me, make room. He steps in when the mantle and when the branches are on the floor. I wanted to get out of that place so bad. This is a one in a million case. Some of you are walking through this right now. Some of you have walked through this sometime, and I'm here to remind you what he's done. And I'm here to remind you that it is finished. I don't care if the nurses hear me. Hosanna. Hosanna, Lord, come save us. Oh, Lord, we need you. He is yours. I surrender it to you and I worship you. I had to do the same prayer with my nephew. My son got out of the hospital, but my nephew didn't. there's people that have lost someone and it's so hard to worship now I feel there's people that are waiting for a miracle and you've been in a place of desperation that thing that you can let go of is the branches you gotta cut and today as we worship I want you to close your eyes where you The altar is open. You can do it where you are. You come up to the altar. There's some of you that have to surrender. The altar is open if you need to. Come in, surrender. 
or there where you are just lift your hands to heaven if you need to worship show me God Hosanna Thank you for listening. Stay connected through our social media and remember, we are family.